You see, your boys are back. The big three is back in full effect. Welcome to episode 15 of the Out of Bounds podcast. I go by the name of the Delta Fashionista, the James Harden of this operation, manager editor here at True Recruiter Magazine. Alongside me today is the man in the middle, Mr. Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins. And last but certainly not least, he's back. Our young boy, our young lion. Mr. Noah Austin, a.k.a. Kyrie, a.k.a. Mr. Eurostep to your girl, a.k.a. Mr. Kyrie. Uh, how we doing today, fellas? Chilling. Nah, and NBA free agency. That's what we yeah. yeah, I'm chilling, and we looking at the phone at the same time. Like, Bleach Report, it's, it's on deck. So, you For know, sure. we good. For sure. How about yourself, Donnie? Before we get into that. Uh, I'm feeling good, you know, just watching monitoring free agency, trying, trying to get any type of crumb as to where Ben Simmons is leaving, like getting the fuck out of Philadelphia. And now I hear Tobias Harris is uh, being shopped around and I'm just like, the fuck are we doing? Man, nobody want to be in Philly right First now. Man. It's a, it's no, a, I'm a bone to pick with Philly. I'm a bone to pick with y'all because y'all are smoking a pack. Y'all try to get Toronto <laughs> to give up for an all-star and four first. Ben Simmons is not worth a box of Cracker Jacks. He's not even worth a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. And y'all want to – I'm going to let him talk. Y'all want teams to give y'all an all-star and four first-round picks? I don't know uh, – this, this is monkey court. I don't understand what made y'all think to believe that y'all are really going to get I can't. I can't. Because Toronto was really going to give up. They wanted Cal Lowry. They said they wanted Pascal. And then they wanted the, the two for – get your team. Because y'all smoking that pack right now. Yeah, that's y'all a crazy package. For bit, who, a man who, can, who underperformed in the playoffs. And Kev average 18 a game. You got dude McFlynn, who's in the G League Raptors team, is dropping more points than Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think what Daryl Morey is trying to do is um, send out these ridiculous trade offers. So when he does contact the team with a um, a steal per se, they'll look at it like, oh, they got the steal for the trade. So I, I think that's the, the route he's going. If that's not the route he's going, then obviously I'm with you, Noel, because he's, he's smoking he's something. Pack. He's smoking something. But see, that's also a dangerous road to go down because yeah. you, know, you see out these outrageous packages. You could, That's really telling the league, oh, we just if that's what he's coming with, we're just not going to even pick up the phone. Like, literally, if that's what you're coming with for Ben Simmons – and we all just watch the same playoffs, Eastern. You all watch the same playoffs. Yeah. Y'all want that much for Ben Simmons? No. They, people are not even going to pick up the phone anymore because the Raptors were willing to give up something, and they're like, "Oh, we." The Raptors are like an hour. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm trying to trust in him after the uh, the moves that he made coming into the uh, his GM position last year. I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I would be lying if I was not saying, like, yo, my guy, you, like, you good? Like, you straight? Philly, so, Philly, yeah, they, they, they need Jesus. 
I mean, they need the Golden Philly cheesesteak or something because <laughs> right now. All right. We was going to get to Philadelphia a bit later, but we might as well, since you know, cause we like to go with the flow on this show, we might as well stay stay with the rhythm of what's happening. So, like, Donovan, what do what would you say is a great package for Ben Simmons? A realistic package. A realistic package, it would have to be a solid playoff experience at point guard. I think that's the only way this is going to happen. Okay. But I do think Daryl Morney is uh, putting Ben Simmons too high on a pedestal. But I do get what he's saying because he is a three-time All-Star. He is a two-time all, all-around all um, defender. And he was in a running for a defense, defensive player of the year. So I guess that's what he's basing his value on. He can't shoot. The game he is all about the block. The, I'm just telling is, you what I can, think he's busting. The thing is, he, <laughs> he, can, he, can market, he can market Ben Simmons as, yes, and all, like, because Ben Simmons was an all star. He was all these things. That's cool on paper, but what we all literally watched for the past yeah. two years, that, if that's, again, if that's what he's coming with, people are not even going to pick up the phone because that all sounds nice and dandy. But when you see that you're starting I mean, player, can't make free throws. In I wouldn't say game. that people wouldn't pick up the phone because people are picking up the phone and turning down offers. I mean, there's still buzz around the league that Ben Simmons is still a hot commodity. So I wouldn't say that people are not picking up the phone because they're quickly declining the offers. Did he just call Ben Simmons you know, a hot commodity? Do you know how crazy <laughs> you just said right now? Dude, Ben Simmons that's, that's is a hot Look, I'm just telling you what the reports are. So we got we got fun with this one because you basically just said it's not like he's not a hot commodity because teams are picking up the phone, but basically like they're hanging up the phone at the same time. That's not necessarily a hot commodity, bro. That's like basically saying, like, oh, like, like, like people are swiping right to me on Tinder, but, but they're not messaging me exactly. <laughs> so but they're still the looking at your profile, right? They're still looking at your profile, right? So wait, wait, wait. So you would rather someone, wait, wait. so you would rather someone just look and be like, oh, that's okay, and then just not, just not message you, as opposed to not picking up the I phone. Yes, absolutely. Left. Even worse, even left. worse. You that's reach out worse. to them and they never hit you back up. That's. <laughs> but I'm saying that is what teams are doing. Like they're hitting them up. There, there's communication back and forth. So it's not like people are just like not picking up his. Well, I'm phone saying call. in the future, if he keeps giving these outrageous packages that would not even go through an NBA 2K. Like, those packages wouldn't... That's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, <laughs> even if you did a My League and you tried to... You, ben, it is just Ben Simmons. They're going to have to give more than just Ben Simmons. They're going to have to give Ben yeah. Simmons or, like, some picks, somebody else, maybe a bench player or something, because you're just solely Ben Simmons. At best, you're. I mean, they're they're trying to acquire uh, Buddy Hill with uh, with a, a deal with uh, Tobias exactly. Harris. So, okay, they give okay if they they can get De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox if they if Sacramento wants to put De'Aaron Fox in there and have. I don't think they would though. I mean, they turned down our offer earlier. I mean, seventy hey, sixers. I don't. I don't know. It's NBA free agency. Anything can happen. For sure. Speaking of free agency, because ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, we normally record our, our podcast on Mondays, on Monday evenings. So by the time this episode released, who knows what news might have broken with an NBA free agency. 
But before we came on the air, a lot of some trans, a lot of transactions transpired within the free agency wire. Some of those being, for my dad's Maverick, Tim Holloway Jr. We signed with for the team for four years, seventy-two million dollars. I think that's a rich of a contract for my blood, but it is what it is. The New York Knicks, they're re-upping, basically trying to keep most of their core. Um, Alec Burks, we signed for three years. No, Nerd is Noel, excuse me. We signed for three years for $32 million. And Alec Burks, we signed for three years for $30 million. We have Kelly Olenek, we signed, him with the, signed with the Detroit Pistons for three years for $37 million. Jimmy Butler signed the max extension for four years for $184 million, according to Shams. We have Kyle Lowry, who signed with the Miami Heat. For three years as a part of a signing trade deal with the Toronto Raptors. No, you're a Raptors fan, so how do you feel about Kyle Lowry leaving Jurassic Park? I think Kyle Lowry will he's always been a part of the city of Toronto. Uh he's he's gonna be missed as a, a crucial piece in the, in the city of Toronto. It's not there's no bad blood, but um it's it's gonna be different. But I think I think it was time for the, I think it's time for the Raptors to kind of find their new core. When we had Kawhi, we won the chip, and then when Kawhi left, we need we're still trying to find our identity without Kawhi now. So I think to to wield and deal uh, Kyle Lowry to you know for the future, I think the Raptors are moving in a good direction, and with the draft of Scotty Barnes um, and a good big man. So I think they're just preparing for uh, for the future and trying to just find their foundation. So I mean, Kyle Lowry is gonna is he gonna do good on the Heat? The few debatable, but yeah. I mean, like the Miami Heat, they caught a lot of people by surprise in the bubble last year by making a run to the finals. This year, they just got waxed in the first round by the Milwaukee Bucks. They just got swept. Kyle Lowry, I'm not. He's a, he's a talented point guard. He's a vet. You know, he's an NBA champion. He's a dog. But I just do not feel that he basically pushed them over the hump. Like, if this is all Miami has in store, you know, like, just Kyle Lowry, the pan with Bam, Alibaba, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And they're you know, undersized, like, too, because the Raptors aren't really hurt. But it's not a big blow because, again, we have Fred VanVleet. And we just signed Fred VanVleet last year to an extension. And the thing is, when we won the chip at Golden State, um, Fred VanVleet was the one really to come in and drop the buckets to kind of get over that hump. So us really getting rid of Kyle Lowry isn't a big blow to us. And then, yeah, like the Heat, severely undersized. You know, you have Jimmy Butler, pretty decent size. And it's just like you think, bam, Kyle Lowry and um, Jimmy Butler is going to get you. It's not the bubble anymore. You know, you have crowds. You're in the arena now. This isn't the bubble. Do you think, you know, that that team can get you back to where you were like a year or two ago? And then Tyler Hero is not even playing at the level he did in the bubble. So, again, it's just like, is Kyle Lowry that piece to kind of get y'all over that hump again? That's the question they got to be asking themselves. So, I would tell, like, even even right now, I still don't think the Miami Heat are better than the Milwaukee Bucks, even with Kyle Lowry. I don't think no, I don't think nobody better. thinks that. I don't think they're better than a healthy Brooklyn and that's team. Um, and I'm better than the Hawks right now. Really, honestly, I think the Hawks can, are going to give them my even the might even run for them. I think Atlanta they basically just caught a lot of people by surprise. I don't think I, I, I'll put Miami above Atlanta right now. Okay, I put because John Collins has John Collins and Atlanta Hawks franchise they basically far apart on a contract extension. Nah, uh, Collins just said that they're working, they're, he's about they're, work, they're working on his extension right like today. Okay, 
So yeah, and then Cam Reddish is healthy. Um, so it's like, I'll, I'm gonna take a Cam Reddish, John Collins, Trey Young. Then you got Sharif Cooper coming off the a scoring point. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take it late on that one. It's gonna be a problem. And also, other free agency news: Jared Allen has agreed to a five-year, one hundred million-dollar contract extension to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Keep in mind, he is a refer- he is a restricted free agent, so other teams could come in and offer more money, and then Cleveland has the option to try to match it. So we'll see what happens with that. And then the probably the biggest news to come out of today: Lonzo Ball is heading over to the Chicago Bulls as part of a signing trade agreement. He's basically was signed with the Bulls for four years, eighty-five million. And the Bulls basically sent over Thomas, Tomas Sadaransky, and Garrett Temple in a second-round pick to the New Orleans Pelicans for Lonzo Ball. So how do we feel right now, um, fellas, about the Bulls? About calls ladies. <laughs> yeah, come on. I mean, it is 2021. I mean, however, you know. Got to be inclusive. Got to be inclusive. Gotta be bro, I was trying to, I was trying to hope that nobody caught that, but damn. Nah, See, no, you're not, no, yeah. you're, you're sharp, you're sharp, you're Not the slips past you, not the slips past you. Nah, nah. Bye, bye, my niggas. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, oh, so now derogatory? Dr. Right, yeah. Now Dr. Umar would not like all right, that. All right, okay. so, all right, fellas. so how do we feel about Lazo Bolt or the Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic? Do you think that will basically help propel the Bulls to the top eight in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> no. I mean, Donovan, go ahead, because I went on a tyrant last time. No, I mean, they they just don't have enough star power. I mean, yeah, they, they're yeah. bringing in a solid point guard. And uh, what? You're already right, also a bad take. They don't that's, have enough that's right. star You're power? already off to a bad start. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't have star power in Zach Levine, the buddy who was just dropping. Zach Andy Levine is an all star. Nikola Vucevic is an all star. All star. Lonzo Ball. In my eyes, they ain't. I but I ben, totally forgot the Bulls were a team. Yeah, because Ben Simmons was the runner up for Defensive Player oh of the Year, and he God. made the all star. Already. Bro. Already. <laughs> but you're asking me if I would take Zach Levine over Ben Simmons? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're new to the Out of Bounds podcast, I am sincerely sorry because that take is hot garbaggio. Like, what did you just said? You're taking Ben Zach Levine is running circles. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? I said I'm taking Zach Levine over Ben Simmons. Oh, you fucked up. He did say he'll take Zach Levine over Ben Simmons. I thought he might say he's taking Zach But what he he went wrong is that he said that that Zach Levine is not an all-star. Yeah, that they don't have stars. Which is crazy to me. Dude, what what are you talking about? I mean, I I think they're still like a young team. Nah, Zach Levine's in his mid-20s. And directionless. I mean. What? Huh? Directionless? Yeah, and this guy lost the ball. Who is a pretty, yes, man. a pretty good playmaking, facilitating point guard that that Zach Levine desperately needed to get Ladies him over the top. Yeah, like I said, there was only him in uh, Chicago. Nobody else. No, 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 no. We're not, doing- ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Like Noel said, <laughs> if this is your first time tuning into Out of Bounds podcast. Please do not let the comments from from the man in the middle here, Donnie Wilkins. Dissuade you from liking this video, sharing this video, <laughs> subscribe to this channel, 
I, I, I don't know what more do you want from me. I already said I'm taking over Zach Levine. What do you want from me? Over Ben Simmons. Bro, like, like you're talking like the Chicago Bulls. Like, they literally have nobody on the team. Like, you're, you're, you're talking, like Zach you're talking about the Chicago Bulls the way we should be talking about the Philadelphia 76ers. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. It's the Chicago Bulls. If Philly has Zach Levine, they beat Atlanta. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If Literally, that's how much of a different... If Philly had Zach Levine and Ben Simmons was not playing, he was on the bench. They. Would I mean, play. if if we had anybody besides Zach Levine, Simmons. dropping at least thirty, at least thirty, at least, at yeah. literally bare minimum, he dropped bare minimum. Zach would probably drop a smooth twenty-five on a bad and, day. And he's cooking in, in the Olympics right now. On a bad day, Zach Levine dropping twenty-five, eight. Maybe he'll get you five, six assists. I'm not saying. That Zach Levine isn't a star power. Like, oh my God. He's just not a The fact that we're even having yeah. this discussion is an abomination. <laughs> the fact that this even a discussion is an abomination. But Del said it. He's just, he's not Philly. He, he was supposed to sign a couple of years ago. <laughs> no, I already, I already give it up on Ben. Well, he is right. Zach Levine is not Philly because he's actually a winner. Ben Simmons sucks. You're right. You're absolutely Wait, hold right. Hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. We can't say Zach Levine is a winner either. <laughs> we can't say right? that. Because when's the last time they've been in the playoffs? You tell me Ben Simmons and Zach Levine switch spots. Zach Levine actually now has help with Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel oh, Embiid they, oh, they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Easy. For sure. And, yeah. they're, gonna, and, and they're contesting with the Bucks. It's going to be – that series will probably go to a game seven. That series would mostly go to game seven. 100%, Donovan. So. 100%. But you're, I, don't, I don't know what he's talking but about. But I didn't say nothing about Zach Levine not being good. You just said he's I'm not just Philly. Saying. You just said he's not Philly. Bro, I'm made, just bitter that he didn't sign a couple of bro, years ago. You made Zach Le- bro, too. you literally just made Zach Levine sound like a 78 overall with bronze badges. Oh, then. My bad. That was not the intention that I had. You literally, you literally made Zach Levine sound like this man did not have like the two best dunk contests. Like, like, like. I mean, are we still putting the dunk contest valid? Because I sure as hell don't. Bro, after when he was in it, yes. When he was, that was okay. Valid. Yeah, when he was in it, and uh, Aaron Gordon was. Yeah, no, niggas were watching. Niggas were wanting to watch the dunk contest when Zach Levine was in it. Yes. So yes. and Aaron Gordon, yes, they had probably one of the best. Of this basketball gym, one of the best dunk contests. Yeah, everybody was watching it. Yeah. So yes, we're still talking about that. It's still valid. Yes, but no, the fact that you're the fact that the conversation is he's not Philly enough. To be, <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, even you were to get this play that we're about to bring up right now, like even he'll be better than Ben Simmons because although. Like this, so as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is all that we have in terms of like free agency news, news that has broken. But none of the names that we mentioned are bigger than the name that basically got traded over this past weekend. We and got, that is, we Mr. got two. Ooh, Russell, I don't mean to, extra, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we got two. This is live, people. This is a this is an out of bounds live free agency podcast. Trey Young gets a hundred seventy million dollar extension from the Atlanta Hawks, Makes which sense. is deserved. Oh, yeah. And Pacers signed TJ McConnell to a $35 million four-year deal for the Pacers. So TJ McConnell 
is going to the Pacers. That's a waste of money. Wait, he was already with the Pacers, right? He, he, he resigned. Okay. He he resigned. But yeah, Trey Young gets a deserved $170 million. I think Trae Indiana, Young they basically million. spent $35 million for a dude that's basically all he does is just play hard nose defense. Hey, man, get you my. Hey, I'm never going to be on the that. What did, what did Floyd say, bro? This is legalized robbery, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with ain't nothing wrong with that, but thirty-five million for a gritty role. Yeah, that is. A, I mean, I love T.J. McConnell. He was one of the OGs of the process, but yeah, that is a all lot of money. Is all I'm saying is, T.J. McConnell is getting thirty-five million. Derrick Rose better get fifty. A bad Derrick yeah. Rose guy gets at least sixty. The way he was playing in New York, gotta get a bag. Simple. And rumor has it that Derrick Rose might end up going back to Chicago. Bro, if he go back, he's retiring. If he oh. go back to Chicago, wait, 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 wait. Listen, 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 listen. Derrick Rose go back to – I'm a Derrick Rose fan. That's one of my favorite players. If he goes back to Chicago, that would be the sweetest way to end off a career. That's a full circle moment. I, I want to see that happen. For sure. But one of the players that Derrick Rose was heavily compared to when he was in his prime was that Russell Westbrook. They came out one draft class apart. But they were – both guys are – Basically, two of the most athletic point guards in NBA history. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yes. For sure. But Russell Westbrook, unfortunately, my man is starting to turn to a journeyman right now. Right now, with he's he just got traded with to the Los Angeles Lakers. This is his third team in the past four years. That's crazy. So, Ooh. how do we feel about him as a fit with this Lakers roster? Do you think I'm it's a good mix? I've had this. Con- the amount of times me and my my friends have had this conversation, uh, the only thing I can say is the biggest threat to the Los Angeles Lakers is a three point line, um, just because like there's nobody on that roster that is a consistent shooter, and if I'm any team yeah. playing the Lakers, <laughs> if I'm any team playing the Lakers, you don't need perimeter defense at that point. LeBron's gonna drive. AD, if he does shoot, not going to be – and Andre Jones is the only one trying to get bored. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like to play defense against the Lakers, they, there's no consistent shoot. There's no shooting threat. Like there's no – like they just, like there was a picture that surfaced when I think Russell Westbrook played in Houston. They let him shoot threes, and he missed those threes. And that's the dude you just signed for $44 million. And that's the dude who you think, who you think – is going to get you to the finals again? No. With LeBron and AD, AD is the only one that can kind of shoot from three consistently. But now if he's out, if he's playing a stretch four, stretch five, and he's out there, who's going to get the boards? Andre Drummond? Well, I'm basically here a lot. They try to say that AD's supposed to play more of the five this year. So he's going to be a stretch five. Because yeah, no he's supposed to play center. Shoot. And I'm not sure how that's going to work out given his injury history. So who's who's the Lakers round in uh starting five or potential starting five right now? Right now, we got it's Westbrook. Westbrook. Let's just say KCP for right now. Right? I think he's is he still there? No, he went to Washington. He was part of that uh Cal Kuzma deal, I believe. David Caldwell Pope. No, he's still a Laker. He's still a Laker. No. Do not give out wrong information, Donovan. Yes, Donovan. Do not. Look, be I, I saw. I saw K and 
We know you're a dream chaser. I just automatically assumed they shipped his ass out. <laughs> nah. Nah. Um, so. Lakers. You got KCP at the two, LeBron at the three. You AD supposed to be, play the five, right? But so who's the four? Because they got rid of Kuzma. Um, uh, Markeith Morris. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get y'all to the finals. Dude, I mean, you ain't got Kuz no more. So next man up is either him or Jared Duddy. Which one you want? <laughs> Hey, Matter of fact, put Morris back in. That's my boy Jerry Dudley. Because my man is getting paid seven figures to be a hype man, and I respect the hustle. I respect it. I respect Yo, him. Him and you dollars has one, bro. Buddy there just to collect a check, work out. Buddy's getting paid to stay in shape, free Shit. basketball games, free entry. I'm in shape. That's a dream job right there. If I, a ro- An NBA role player is a dream job. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a dream job. I ain't got to do that much. I love basketball. We cool. Like, Jared, yes. Like, but you, you're you telling me that a lineup of AD at the five, Marquise Morris at the four, LeBron the three, um, Caldwell Pope at the uh, – I know it's Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker is probably going to be starting at the two. And then you're going to have Russell Westbrook, and that's going to get you to the finals. No consistent shooter. No shooters. <laughs> you, got, you have AD playing the, a stretch five. He's not gonna be in the paint because he's gonna be shooting threes. So he's not gonna be in the. Isn't is AD scared to uh, to play the center or something like that? That's why they moved him back to the, uh, to the four. Yeah, to the four. That's why they, they had to get Andre Drummond. Because really, if AD could play the four and the five, you would have AD's what six eleven. You would have had AD in the five a while ago. So it's like, and that's why he got injured. And so now, oh, he's gonna be playing as a, as a as a pure four, or a stretch four at this point. There's no consistent shooting. My, my only issue with the Lakers is there's no consistent shooting. There's no play at like when LeBron was in Cleveland. You had Kyle Korver. You had a J.R. Smith. You had these players that when you needed a bucket, they could at least get you six points. When, like, While you're sitting on a bench or something. What like? <clears throat> A person that can consistently get you the buckets when you need it. I want them to get Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed, at least you have someone like Buddy Healed to get you a bucket when you need it. They were going to get him, but the Westbrook deal fell to their last. So they, all right, Russell Westbrook, Buddy Healed. Russell Westbrook, Buddy Healed. Not that I think Buddy Healed is a better player than Russell Westbrook, but I personally went with Buddy Hill because he makes more sense for that roster. But Exactly. It makes more sense. But, you know, this is how the LeBron James super teams are, man, which brings me to this next point. Like, it seems like LeBron, is he trying to break the NBA with these with these constant um, super teams? Because in Miami, he had D-Wade, he had Chris Boss. Even his role players were all-stars. Rashad yeah. Lewis. He even had Mike Bibby at one point. Dan Williams. <laughs> you know, that was a bad fit. He was a trash by that point. Ray Allen. He goes back to Cleveland. He gets Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Richard Jefferson. You know, Richard Jefferson was never an all-star, but he was like a 20 points per game scorer in, in his prime. J.R. Smith was sixth man of the year with the with the Knicks. Who else he had over there? I mean, he had some dogs. And then he goes to the Lakers. Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo. It's I like mean. Always. Oh, here goes he got he got the no, ball. but what's our definition of a super team? 
a super team is basically a team of like all stars or like past their prime also that just turn to role plays. No. So okay, all right. So let's use that definition. If they're past their prime, will we still consider them? No. Let's like part of the super team. I got you. A super yes, team, they are. A super team is a team, literally fabricated, created, of just pure all stars. That's is what a super team was. I don't consider Golden State their air. I don't consider them a, a super team. Cause they drafted because, that. Cause they draft. They just so happen to have really good scouts. They dra- They drafted Clay Thompson. They drafted Steph Curry. They got Andre Iguodala. They got. They drafted Draymond Green. They they built that. They didn't fabricate it. What LeBron does, he fabricates these teams. He, I would say tampering, but LeBron will, you know, go to the All-Star. Everyone says every time Bro, All-Star it happens, tampering. it's tampering. It is tampering because a lot of these dudes that they get are signed to clutch sports. Rich Paul's um, PR sports agency. Like, come on. Like, Rich Paul, go. It is tampering. <laughs> I mean, Rich, I mean I'm, like, I'm going to give Rich Paul his credit because he's pulled out these deals. But let's absolutely pop the rich Paul, but let's call it for what it is. Yeah, let's call it spade a spade. LeBron is making these like he did it in Cleveland. Like he's he's made like he just makes these teams. That's what a super team to me is a team that is literally fabricated for the purpose of just having big names on that team, not drafted, not signed in free agency. Like, yo, like you have one star going to out to get these players. And so I love Russell Westbrook coming to play back in LA. He's an LA kid, that's dope. But is that team gonna go to a finals and win a finals while Giannis is doing his thing now? While there's a lot of other young foundation starting teams that are faster, can run faster, have depth at in their like the thing is the Lakers only have a bench. Like when the Raptors won their championship, we had a bench. When Kyle Lowry came off, Fred Van Lee came on. The Lakers I think they're gonna be all right bench wise because they're gonna have a lot of guys. They go sign for the vet minimum just to play there. Like I'm mean, yeah. like Dwight Howard might want to come nice. back. Dwight Howard might want to come back. Who knows? They might be able to get JJ Reddick. No guys like vet that. minimum a vet man. Yeah, I mean, so, I, mean they, I would. I mean, at least get JJ Reddick. Don't give you his three point percentage is still good, even though JJ Reddick is what in his mid thirties. JJ Reddick can still be a catch. Still a good person coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah that's a catch and shoot option. You design a play for him to be in the corner. You pass him when he's open. He'll shoot the three. That's what they need. If they want to win a championship, that's what they need. You can't have a playmaking slashing point guard in Russell Westbrook and then a slashing playmaking forward in LeBron James and have no one who can just shoot the ball. Because everything is going to be in the paint. But my thing is, like, bro, like, how does this team just makes no sense? Russell Westbrook. He needs the basketball. He chases triple doubles. Like he can't shoot. He can't shoot free throws. LeBron James, another player that's ball. He dominates, dominates the ball. <laughs> Both of these guys could get you triple doubles any given night. But the thing is, here's the thing: is Russell Westbrook is gonna he's gonna enter the same thing that Kyrie entered, is where LeBron's gonna be like, "You not getting your triple doubles?" Because that's just really the fact. That's the fact. Like that's what happened to Kyrie. Like. LeBron, like that's I think that's why Kyrie went through his little thing. To be fair, like, Kyrie was oh, never a triple double. Well, not even a triple double, but he's he's not gonna be the number one option because Kyrie was in Cleveland before LeBron came back and he was their number one option. Oh yeah, Russell's easy the third option on this team. Easy the third option on this but team. But the thing is, can Russell handle that? Can he handle being the number three option? No. That's his. Because we saw how it was looking in Houston at the beginning. He he did not look like the same Russell Westbrook, and then all of a sudden they traded Clint Capella. 
They opened up things for Russ, and then he was started cook. He started cooking again. Started getting triple doubles. He goes to Washington. He starts all slow because of his injuries. Catches up. Open up. They open everything up for him, and he started to look like Russell Westbrook of old. He's not gonna be able to do that in L.A. because him basically. I'm not. By the way, do not crucify me. Do not, not give me a tech or anything while I say this, but. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are essentially the same player in terms of style, in terms of how they play the game. No, yeah. that's valid. That's not a take. That's valid. That's that's a valid take because they are like they need the ball. They so need like the who's ball. gonna give here? Like that's Russell that's Westbrook, why I was like curious as to why. Like, what was the purpose of getting Westbrook? So he can play at home or like? Yeah, do you want to alternate these guys off the court? Like. Because the whole thing for me is just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Like you have these two players that, like you just said, play basically the same style of basketball. Now huge it's like egos, huge egos, not even huge. Well, LeBron has an ego, but I would say it's a huge ego. But you LeBron look at the has Nets, an ego, bro. Like you look at the Nets and the Nets needed time. But the Nets, what the thing about the Nets is they had to understand their roles. Kyrie knew his role. James Harden knows his role. KD knows the role. All three of those guys can score. But it's like, okay, who's scoring tonight? Or who's going to be the top scorer? And they said, okay, KD's probably going to be it. Whatever, whoever the score is, cool. They know their role. If Russ goes to LA with this idea that I'm going to be able to be vintage Russ and they're going to open up the offense to me, it's not going to work because you're not the number one guy now. You're playing with arguably one of the best people to ever play basketball. And then you're playing with AD. You're going to be the number three. You're going to be the Horace Grant to the Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. Like, I don't – like, you're not going to be that and guy right now. neither of them are going to want to come off the bench, so. No, Russell, you yeah. put – Russell Westbrook is not coming off the bench. And <laughs> exactly. The bench. And LeBron ain't so, either, so it's yeah, just – so you're going to have three – yeah. It's, I think the Lakers just dug themselves into a deeper situation now. Because now you got to figure out – now you have to control three different egos, and now you have to control three players, really, you know, Hall of Fame players into, okay, y'all got to share the ball now. Y'all got yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to start to sink in, like, after the high of acquiring the big names and stuff like that and yeah. the, the fanization of it, it'll start to sink in. But that's the thing that we've seen throughout this year's NBA Finals. Now, granted, you might have to put an asterisk on it because there were a lot of injuries. But uh, that's sports. No, nah, I don't do that. I don't do that. No, no, no. Nope. injuries, injuries are <laughs> Come not, on, bro. Like, no, 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 no. Injuries are not. No, that's but that's what you sign up to do. That's sports. You're gonna get injured just because the big name players got injured. That doesn't mean any that doesn't take away that Giannis won a chip. I'm not, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I'm 100 with you on that, but I'm just saying that. Well, basically, the point I'm, I'm trying to make is this like, because everybody. Might be saying, "Oh, like look at the NBA Finals. We had Giannis versus Giannis and Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. The rest of the support cast are what you could say to be like super, like super team caliber. Yeah, the role you know, play. They, it's a basketball team. It's a role play. They play team ball. Yeah. But the teams that they got through along the way, especially like in the case of Milwaukee, Miami. All right, they washed them. Brooklyn." Let's yeah, be for real. Man. Like they were getting their ass with when they had Kyrie and James Harden both healthy. Yeah, they were waxing them. As soon as they get hurt, then the series teeter in their favor. That's yeah. KD, if KD's foot, KD would have had his big toe behind the three point line. 
the Brooklyn Nets are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's how close it was. NBA Finals. Huh? Oh, no, no. You said Eastern Conference. My bad. I'm yeah, because the one that's yeah, yeah, playing Atlanta. They play Atlanta. I'm tripping. No. Uh, yeah. Trey Young gets hurt. Either I think Milwaukee, they still the one that said it anyway. Yeah. But Trey Young got hurt. Either he played through it and whatnot, but he still he wasn't 100%. Yeah. Now in the West, the Suns, they get through LeBron, AD, and the Lakers, but AD got hurt. Then in the second round, they played the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray wasn't there. That's a big piece. That's 20 points gone. Mm-hmm. Denver, they even had Will Barton. So they had the Nuggets playing with two backup guards starting in the playoffs. That's that's heavy right there. Yeah. And then the conference finals, they play the Clippers. Kawhi get hurt. Yeah, but so, here's the thing. Like, I, I totally understand what you're saying. A, lo- a lot of big, important pieces, uh, pieces were out this uh, uh, playoffs. It, it's hard for me to take pity on a, bas- a professional basketball player who's getting paid millions of dollars to shoot a ball through a hoop. Oh. You, your best player is out. Okay, you're so, still getting paid millions. Step up. That's it. Like I don't. It's not even. It's not even. It's not so much that. For me, it's just sports. Like injuries happen, and coincidentally, the injuries worked in those two teams' favor to be able to play team basketball and not go against like Milwaukee, not be able to go against the three-headed dragon of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. It just played in their favor. But that is what makes sports sports. People are going to get injured. Star players get injured all the time. That is a thing that just happens. And coincidentally, it just works in their favor. It doesn't – I think the only asterisk final I could sit, think of is probably the bubble. I would really ask yeah, the asterisk final because, like, okay, we're in the bubble. It was kind of mad. Yeah, but this final, was, this final was a real deal. And, you know, injuries just played in those two teams' favors. That's all you can really say about it. But to say that – it was a cakewalk. No, you still had to play against Jokic, who was the MVP of the. Yeah. The Suns still had to play against Jokic, who was the MVP of the league. Uh, Milwaukee still played against a Cinderella story of a Hogs team. They still played against, you know, the Nets, and they almost lost to the Nets. So it's like it wasn't so much of a cakewalk. It's just coincidences happen, and they just play in those two teams' favors. The way I see it, a ring is a ring. So I'm not really too like. Ten years from now, nobody's gonna remember <laughs> the scenario. Yeah, about, okay, like, did you that. did you win the the chip? All right, yeah, they won yeah. the chip. I don't really too much consider the bubble to be too much of an asterisk because it's a neutral playing field, obviously. So basically, you don't have to worry about like travel or anything like that. It's just like the best team is just gonna hoop. Now Miami, I don't know how the hell they still got to the finals, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> they got there. In this case, I think it's more of an asterisk because we did not see a lot of the best players play. And then what the NBA teaches us right now is. As we're seeing with these super teams being formed, like LeBron getting Russell Westbrook, he has AD. It's like okay, like forget all that noise. Forget what you forget what you just saw with the Bucks versus the Suns. Those were not the two best teams in the NBA. That's basically the message that it seemed like this move is sending out to us. Like, nah, we still you you still need to stack your chips. You still need to have three All Stars to compete for a ring. That's what LeBron's and this Lake. This is what I say LeBron, because let's be real, LeBron, he's like the real GM of the Lakers here. Like, wherever he yeah. wants, he's going to get. You know, that's what this move signifies to me. Like, no, nah, we're not past the super team era. Like, no, nah, I think we are. Nah. I, I think we are. I think We yeah, should I think, be, but I'm just – I think, I think like the this, Olympics and the national team is showing that as well. Like, you know, you have teams like France, Australia, 
Nigeria, not a lot of big name players, but they're playing efficient, consistent team basketball, and that's beating this superstar it's a basketball game. Though. It's a different game. It's a different game. I mean, that's a different basketball. game, but you come back. I mean, even Milwaukee playing really good team basketball, having faith in your Chris Middleton, your Drew Holidays, your guys come off the bench, you actually having a good chemistry, fundamental team that can win you a championship. Because essentially, that's what Golden State was. Golden State was just an efficient team, drafted their players, great chemistry, and they played well together. That's really it. It wasn't fabricated. So I don't believe you need a super team. I believe star power helps, and star power is needed. You look at Chicago, they need more star power. That I'm not saying you don't, but you don't need this abundance of big names to win a chip. I don't think you do. I And I agree with that. I just – I just don't think that I just they have three all stars is just overkill, especially in twenty twenty one. I think the most you should have is like two, one in the backcourt and one in the front court. I mean, what would be crazy if the NBA makes it like a delegation to where like you can only have so many all stars on your team? If they get, if they but how would they bad, regulate that? Yeah, if like, they bad, they would have to rule that if if like a player has has more than three all star appearances, you can only have like two or three players and more than. This many oh. all star appearances. If it really ever got to that bad of a point where the NBA had to step in and be like, y'all can't do this no more. LeBron James would be one of the first players banging on the table, talking about how that's a dumbass rule and that he's not going to allow it. Trust me. He probably would be. Trust because, me. And the thing is, everyone said Michael had help. It's like, bro, LeBron had more help. Like this conversation oh, that sure. Michael, LeBron has people, had way more that- help. People that said that MJ had more help are either two things. They're either young, very young, like your age, you know. Or casuals. Or casuals, (laughs) because, like, Mike had Scotty, who is a Hall of Famer, and it's like, really? Mike was really on a Giannis tip. Like, you had another another player, but really? He had role players. Like, you had Steve Kerr, Dennis Rodman wasn't a scorer. Tony Kukoc. Dennis Rodman was a... Dennis Rodman was a role player. Let's be for real. He was a Hall of Famer. I mean, I always find the the argument of who was better in there, uh, who had the most help in either or who had the easiest error, stuff like that, stupid as fuck. I mean, in my eyes, and this is my own personal opinion, there is no straight answer to who is the greatest basketball player of all time. Who is the greatest basketball player of their generation? Yes. I agree with that. That is subjective. subjective. Yeah, you can't. Because, I mean, people like to say that, oh, MJ has six rings and this and that, but if, I think it, it, I feel it, like we forget Bill Russell, who has eleven. All right, Tom, that's a casual take. That's a casual take because Bill Russell, when he won hit those rings, there was only like there was only like seven, seven, right? Wasn't Buddy yeah. like seven feet and he was playing with these small white dudes? Like yeah, that was Will Chamberlain. Bill Russell was only like six nine or something like that. He was, but I'm just I'm just using an argument. That's what a lot of people say. Oh well. And MJ was six and zero oh and six rings in the finals and stuff like that. But I'm like, you can say the same thing about Bill Russell. And you can, you can, but you can't because MJ went against more competition. Yeah, yeah, MJ went through a lot more competition. That's why I say with role players, MJ is like, the goat of his generation. Like, that's and like, like is the goat of his generation. Best way, who is the biggest power forward at the time? Like if MJ played with. Shaq, if if MJ just had Shaquille O'Neal on the Bulls, they're never losing. 
they would probably have never lost for a while. Like, so it's like you have AD with LeBron. Like, yeah, LeBron has had way significantly more help than MJ has had when it came to making a team to win All a right. championship. I'm going to put it like this in terms of who had more help. And I'm I'm only going to focus on second options, right? Like the bat, like the Roberts to the Batman, yeah. like MJ, LeBron, they're like Batman, right? Okay, Michael Jordan, his second best player that he ever had was Scottie Pippen, correct? Correct. We all universally agree with that. LeBron James, I'm just focused quickly on his championship teams here. With the Heat, D Wade or Scottie Pippen, who you taking? D Wade, no, that's not even a question. Not that, that's not a question. Thank you, thank you. All right, Cleveland, Kyrie Irving or Scottie Pippen, who you taking? Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Kyrie. keep that. Yeah, no, Kyrie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anthony Davis or Scottie Pippen, who you taking? Anthony Davis. This is not it. Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. He ha- He literally has Thank a point. You. So can we stop making Scottie Pippen sound like he was like this, like he was that guy? Because he wasn't. I, I think it's just because people know that name from the the not the, the ninety five ninety six Bulls. The reason Scottie Pippen is a Hall of Famer. He had oh yeah, no doubt career. he's one of the fifty greatest players of all time. Yeah. But and we want to update that list, which they're going to this year because the NBA will release that seventy five anniversary team. Yeah, a lot oh, of names shit. are jumping. A lot of names are jumping ahead of Scottie Pippen. For sure. All those names I just mentioned are jumping ahead of him. There's a lot. Yes, for sure. Like significantly. You could even argue Chris Bosh is better than Scottie Pippen. He's not wrong. He's not. It turns out to give you that. He's not wrong. But we we also have to take into account how the game has changed over time. Mm, that's true. You have a lot more ice. You can, but Scottie Pippen, the way he plays back then, he was still he would basically be ben, the Ben Simmons of today. Yo, he's, he's that's why I always that's why I always find it hard I'm for that's why I find it hard for people to debate different eras and stuff like that because it's like the game today is vastly different from the game that I mean, was played in the 90s though. and the 80s. I mean, and it's uh, not hard though because I mean, it's hard because we can't do like in 2K, we're like, well, Scotty Pippen versus Kyrie play, like, we can't do that. But we can take with what we know from that era and try to implement it now. Is like, yeah, if AD went back and played against Scottie Pippen, the AD I mean, now AD Washington. Blocks wasn't introduced until like what, like block keeping seventies? Yeah, something like that. The late seventies. So like, yeah, it's it's just different. That's why I say there's a goat of the generation. There's no definitive I would, answer. I would say the generation, because Kobe is definitely in that. For for me personally, Kobe's in that of like the early mid early two thousand. I would I would say Kobe because Kobe had that. He had that. So I, I remember like earlier one of our earlier episodes. I said that Kobe's not even in my top ten, and I'm still holding true to it. Like I cannot put somebody that's basically spent their whole career. Try to pattern they hold Michael Jordan and say that this guy's like he's in the goat conversation. He is. No one. I. I'm sorry. No one's seeing Kobe, bro. I'm sorry. No one's seeing Kobe. That's just. I will say this though. He is the second greatest two guard of all time. I'll give him that. Who's number one? MJ. True. (laughs) 
It says the two guards all time is MJ, it's Kobe, it's D Wade, it's Allen Iverson, and everybody else. That makes sense. Solid list. I mean, that makes sense. Solid list. I mean, yeah, LeBron just going back to LeBron James. Um, super teams, I think they're dead. Um, you don't, Giannis just to Giannis just said, Yeah, they are. They're dead because, like, that's the Westbrook, bro. Even though, like, all right, because how do do we believe that this is going to work out? This victory. I don't believe it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna work out either. So on paper, this is a big three on paper because you have three also. You have LeBron James, four-time league MVP, Russell Westbrook, league MVP, Anthony Davis. Who knows if he stays healthy throughout the rest of his career? He's in his prime. He might win an MVP or two. It could happen. It, He's, it can, you know, it can, but I, I just but, don't see that experiment working. But in terms of play style, I just don't see how it's gonna work out. Listen, because you had in Houston, you have he only had one All Star, which was James Harden. I mean, he played, yeah, he played with James Harden. You saw how that worked out. Russell Westbrook doesn't play fair when it comes to other playing with other superstars. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's he did pretty well with Bradley Beal. I mean, yeah, Bradley. I mean, but that's I mean, not no diminished to Bradley Beal, but Russ played with James Harden and Kevin Durant. And both of them were just like, nah. Like, he played with James Harden twice in OKC and in Houston. And then KD was like, nah, I'm good. And they both, James Harden and KD were like, nah, we can't do this because we got to go. So it's like, it's, at one point, he has to ask, like, is it really me? Like, he really has to ask himself, is am I the issue? He has to be asking himself he that. that got to keep him up You tell me night. James Harden ran, ran the block another time. It was like, bro, I'm going to go to <laughs> Like, cause like, said, him and KD in a group chat, like, we're just gonna go to the Nets, my nigga, because this man tripping. Like, and you know, it's crazy. They said that Kawhi basically chose PG over Russ because like, Russ called Kawhi. PG, he played with PG too. Yeah. Oh my god. And PG was like, I got it. Yeah, totally Russ is the problem. Russ doesn't play fair. Russ does not. I don't because everyone. Was you know, I love Russ, man. Like Russ is like my, like to me, he's this generation. Al Iverson, turns like one of my favorite players to watch. Like, yeah, for he sure. But I'm just mad that he's in this situation now because I do not want LeBron James to win another ring. But at the same time, like I want Russ to win. You know, I want Russ to be rewarded for his efforts because I want to go down. Russ go down one of these guys. Okay, he played with all these superstar talents and never won shit. Dog, but that's he had just even get out the first round since KD left OKC. That's not true. They did in the bubble, but if you exclude that, he's always lost in the first round. Russ Russell Westbrook is his own super villain, he's his own worst enemy. He just because his ego, not his ego, but his, his ego and his pride. Because again, you play with Kevin Durant, James Harden twice, you play with Paul George. And now you play with Bradley Beal in an upcoming superstar because Bradley Beal is dropping buckets, and you have nothing to show for playing with these future Hall of Famers. At one point, you have to ask yourself, "Yo, am I the problem?" And Russell Westbrook has to ask himself, "Am I the issue going into the Lakers?" Because if he has the same attitude he's had in OKC and in Houston, he brings that to the Lakers. They're not winning anything. So, 
Yeah. Unless he's okay with being the number three option. And if he's not, they're not winning anything. And you know who is another player, like an all-star cabinet player that had that same that had those same questions asked about? Oh, here we go. I'm curious who. Who do you think I was gonna say, Don? No, please go ahead. Carmelo. <laughs> I don't, I, oh, okay. All right. I thought you was gonna say Chris Paul. No, 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 Forget Chris Paul, man. His time came away. He, he's never gonna win a ring. So just stick to the State Farm commercial. Liddell, Liddell, do have a point. Chris Paul had one chance to get it, and he—he's an avatar. When the world needed him most, he vanished, and it wasn't—he just didn't come through. I mean, it was perfectly. He didn't. It was perfectly per se. It was perfectly set up. Everything's right before the plaza. He still came up short. So yeah. nah, like like we're not talking about Chris Paul again no more yeah. on the show. At least Noah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> we gotta get him on the, the we gotta get Chris Paul on the show and he'll be like, hey, so we talk about me. He's like, damn, we really got cuts on the show. That's crazy. He's on that. But Carmelo Anthony, because Carmelo Anthony, rumor has it that he might be interested in signing with the Lakers. Why are you signing the banana but so just that's all bro? Like all these old ass niggas don't know what they doing. That LeBron loves to stack the deck in his favor. It's the LeBron James way, and his fans hate to admit it. But they always say that like, oh LeBron, like, he he doesn't have that much help. Like look at Jordan, like look at all the super teams in the past. Like I hate on, LeBron bro. fans. I hate LeBron fans with passion. Like if they get Carmelo Anthony and they bring back Dwight Howard, even though they're both past their prime, this is why I, I, I this is why I try to tell you, Dominic. Like it doesn't matter you're past your prime all star. A role, an all star that basically declines into a role play is better than a role play that always was a role play. Yeah, I totally get that, but to say, I don't know, to if he would have had just AD and Melo, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a super team because, like you yeah, said, they're past their prom. AD's not past his prom. AD is still. I'm, he, well, no, I'm here. talking about Melo. Melo, Melo go get you a smooth fifteen though. Yeah, Melo like, pass Melo you a smooth fifteen. You're not getting that from Marquis Morris. So, would you still yeah, include no, him you, if? No, listen. So, all right, let's say uh, Philadelphia acquired Melo. Would you still consider them a super team? No, because I don't consider Ben Simmons to be an All Star caliber player, despite what his accolades say. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I mean, well, his accolades definitely say the definition of an all-star, but bro, I, yeah, you're right. Bro, accol- that's like saying stats matter, but that's all on paper. If you not hoop, exactly, like, bro, matter. You could be a he obviously hooping just enough to get these accolades. No, because the East is weak. The East has been weak for the past five, ten years. Is Ben Simmons an all-star if he's in the Western Conference? No, hell no. <laughs> he's not. He's <laughs> not a not over Dane. I mean, he probably average a triple double with uh, some of the shooters in the West. He's not. He's not getting in he over score points to get a triple double. He's not getting a triple double in the West. No. I mean, he still scores like twelve. All right, <laughs> <Barely>. garbage points. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Last last point before we move on to our Samoa Balls topic. Ben Simmons, right? He's classified as a point guard, right? I don't even know what the fuck he's classified as. He's nah, but yeah, let's say point guard. In the all-star battle, he's considered to be a point guard. Yeah. Let's say he's in the Western Conference, right? Is he getting in over Steph Curry? No. Damn. What you mean? Is like in over, terms of what? All-star, in terms of vote, all-star votes. Oh, no, no. Is he getting in over Dane? 
No. Is he so, getting in with Luca? Who fuck? No, no. That's a hard solid no. Is he getting over Devin Booker? No. What? Why are you thinking about this? I mean, no. There's no. What the Donovan? You're not making any sense, my boy. You. No. I mean, wasn't Devin Booker a reserve? Devin Booker the fact that Devin Booker was a reserve. What? That just shows you right there. Devin, wait, wait. Devin Booker dropped two forty-point playoff games back to back. Ben Simmons can't make a damn free throw. This is not a conversation. This is not a conversation. Yeah, I mean, but it's not not defense. Ball. That's what people defense. Defense. You <laughs> 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 talk about defense right now? Oh my god, defense. That's I had to pull up the Allen Iverson. Yeah, we talking about defense. Ben Simmons in All Star, like Donovan Mitchell is beating him All Star voting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so and you so quick with Donovan Mitchell, but Devin Booker? No, no. What the. F- and Paul George, he's not getting over Paul George either. Oh, yeah, Paul Pandemic P. Yeah. You know he Pandemic P. Paul George still. And, and then you have guys that have yet to even make the team. Jamal Murray, CJ McCullough. He's not getting in over them either. No. So what we talking about? Maybe so Jamal it's Murray. Because, it's only because Ben Simmons. Not even he, Jamal Murray. It's because he's in the East. It's because he's in, his, in the East. That's literally it. And when in the, the East is now looking looking up. So now, is Ben Simmons really going to be an all-star next year because the East are now getting their own all-star? I don't even think he's going to be in the NBA next year, but... um. Shanghai, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not consistent because he just Devin, like what a Devin Booker will get in over Ben Simmons over Devin Booker. Now I, he sure is going to be in the league. And now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I don't know. Mm. And Clay Thompson is coming back too, so he's not getting oh, yeah, in over Clay Thompson. Thompson. Oh, oh, shit, no, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Clay so, so that might be the end of his all star run. You still have De'Aaron Fox, who's gonna drop 25 easy, and he didn't even get an all star game yet. And he even and John Morant. So, is the question is the well, obviously, the West is better than the water East. boy in the all star weekend? Nigga, hell no, no, no. <laughs> if, he's, no. if he's not in the East, he's not getting in. That, if, yeah, if, that's that true. is yeah. that's the title of the episode. I'll agree with that. He's not in the East. He's not getting an All Star because he's not. Because all the all the best guards are in the West. If we being real, the East only got yeah. Trey Young, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Those two are on the same team. Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, mate. Well, he could be a three, but they yeah. count as a two. You only name what four players. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what are you talking Wait. about? Yeah, no, Ben Simmons. No, that was stupid. <laughs> but I'm just saying that he has the accolades and accolades yes, don't. Ben, we ben just explain to you why trash. the accolades don't matter, bro. Ben Simmons is trash, but his height and his Doesn't ability he... to get to the basket and his defensive oh. and his playmaking. All right, no. last point. Last point. Still though. keeps. Donovan, 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 would you be saying yeah. all this shit? Would you be saying all this shit about Bessers right now if he was not on the 76ers? No. All right, thank you. Philly, ride or die. <laughs> you got me. Speaking of ride or die, right? Let, let's see how I'm going to segue into this shit. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking about mental health. Uh, right, come on. Because Miss Simone. 
Miss Simone Biles is supposed to be ride or die for her team in the women's gymnastics, right? But she out the last second she decided that you know what it wasn't conducive for her mental health to participate. Was basically affected her team. They ended up standing getting a gold medal. They got a silver medal. So Miss Simone Biles, he's basically been criticized all throughout social media. From I guess you could say within the black community and some trolls, you know, some saying that oh, like she's supposed to be the goat, and the goat just quit. Like Michael Jordan would never do that. Kobe Bryant. Black Simon people Brady. once again gatekeeping. Wait, we'll never do that. Yeah, I, I said it once again. Black people gatekeeping. All right, so I'm gonna Anyways, just get, I'm gonna uh, just get straight to the point. So did Simone <laughs> Biles quit on her team, Donovan? No. Um, no, at, at the end of the day, your your mental health is above all. That's the way I see it. For sure. I mean, that's all you got? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else? It's Simone Biles. Like, she 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 has everything. Like, she, she can retire if she wants to. And the person that came in replaced her also won a medal. So, Ooh, yeah. no harm, no foul. I should have said the Asian chick because she got a name. That's highly prejudiced. Don't say that. <laughs> 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 he said the, the Asian chick. What, what is her name, then? I, I'm going to look it up. I think it's Sunaya Lee, I think. Yeah, because we don't want to butcher it. Yeah, the, the young lady who won the gold. Sunisa Lee. Lee. There we go. Sunisa Lee. Lee. Okay, yeah. Now the Sunisa Lee. You know what I'm saying? So she did her thing. So, like I said, no harm, no foul. It's, <laughs> I yeah. just think... I think it's I think is uh, I think it's commendable that athletes are really taking their mental health serious because it matters, and they're human. Just like just because they do something and get paid a lot of money to do something that you could do, but you're not good at it, that doesn't mean that they're not human. So, and I think like I think I was saying y'all off air. I think it was a, it was a medication issue because she has ADHD and she takes ADHD medicine and she didn't have it. She's never performed without it, and so for her to have like all this anxiety and stuff and not have a way to deal with it would y'all would it have been better if she went out there and lost now everyone's like, right yeah it was it was the damn you do damn you don't situation if she performed without it and she knew she wasn't gonna perform up to the standard that she could with the medication and she didn't place at all now everybody hates her because she's not she's washed or whatever but she steps out and doesn't play oh my god she's a, so you're not gonna make everybody happy at least she made herself happy so i can respect that you can't make everybody happy, especially okay. when you play sports. Those are all valid points, but do you think she put out more clothes to like protect her reputation? Because, like you said, she cannot she can't take her medicine under the Olympic guidelines in Japan, right? So, do you think she basically pulled out? Was it more so to protect her legacy, or was it like, as you said, to like protect her mental health? I mean, protect what? She's already the goal. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's both. Because, like, because, like, no said, like, oh, right, like if she's. Unable to have access to a medal, like what if she underperforms? You know, like they don't win any medals or something like that. You know, then everybody will, oh, she, but she said she was the goal. She's still the goal. It isn't. Matter. Oh, yeah, she is the goal, no doubt. But the thing like, is, like, even if she I'm lost, she's like, listen, like if she lost, she's like, yeah, I didn't have my medicine, and you beat me because I, I, I. The thing is, if she did, she did, if she performed without her medicine and she lost, and she comes back with her medicine and washes everybody. That just means whoever plays, you won by technicality because I didn't have my medicine. But with my medicine, I'm watching everybody. So either way, she's still a goat. I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah, I think it's both. I think there's no, there's nothing wrong with wanting to per, protect your legacy. 
there's nothing wrong with that because if you know you're the best and you know you couldn't perform at your best without this thing, I wouldn't perform. If I knew I was, if I knew that I was gonna lose and I knew that I was not going to be the best in that moment without what I needed, then yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't play, I wouldn't perform, of course. Because everyone wants to protect their legacy. So there's no harm in that. Um, you know, and her mental health as well. Like there's no harm in doing both. But how do we feel about as cause you know, the women within our community, the black community, they also about like the lack of support for black women. Because he's been under criticism. Naomi Osaka has been under criticism. Shakari Richardson, who we covered a couple of weeks back, has been under criticism. So how do we feel about, you know, like what's our stance as far as like, do we feel like black women are above, should be above criticism given like our history in this country and how, you know, they're treated within society or do you feel like they should be above? Like they should be, like, you know, like they should be, it could like everybody else, like the LeBrons of the world, the Chris Pauls who I rag on basically a lot of the times, you know, so how do we feel about that? I don't think that they're above it. I think that they just want to be treated like human beings because there's a lot of, like, like I said, there's a disparity when it comes to athletes and talking about mental health. And you saw it in the NBA, Kyrie and Kevin Love. That's, I always go back to that. Essentially, Kyrie and Kevin Love dealing with the same things. They just deal with it differently. Kyrie just leaves without saying anything, but he's Which is wrong. Which, which is, is wrong. I mean, which is wrong. We're not gonna say it's right, but um, you know, Kevin Love has sat out from games because of his mental health, and nobody. And then the NBA PA they put him in front of like league or player evaluations or something. That he gets an ESPN cover story for it. He talks about mental health. So there's definitely I'm not gonna say an agenda, but there's definitely a bias when it comes to black athletes and when they talk about their mental health and not performing and white athletes when it comes to their mental health and not performing. Because Kevin Love still played, but there was games Kevin Love didn't play because of his, of his mental health. That's no knock to Kevin Love. It's just the way the society plays each card is differently. So I and think... I DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has always been on record by his mental health. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan was like, yo, like, you know, and then they looked at DeMar DeRozan like, why aren't you playing? Like, you should just play. So it's like... Everything, everyone's it's not about race. What it is, and this is one of those situations where it is. Like when, you know, black women are saying, hey, I just can't perform right now because of my mental health. It's not that they're above criticism. It's just like, just treat them like you're treating everybody else. That's really it. Because you have a swimmers, if, if a white woman who's a swimmer or if a white person who's a swimmer on the Olympic team pulls out because I just, I just can't perform right now. I highly doubt it would be as big of a story as it is right now. That's just my, that's, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal as it is now, but because it's Simone Biles or Shakari Richardson or these, these prominent black women figures that we're trying to prop up, then it's going to be, a, then it is a bigger situation than it is. So I just but think they want to be treated equal. You're definitely right about that, but is it because we put out, like our people, our community, like, is it because like we put each other under like unreal, Realistic standards. I mean, what unrealistic standards would you say? I guess I mean I would say what. I mean, what I, like the need to like always be like you know like perfect and like like be perfect in the eyes of the public. You know what I'm saying? Like always be a person like, for like, the black community. Yeah, you know because the, they say Jackie Robinson. Like, we have a lack like, of positive representation. The Jackie so Robinson. Like, like a Simone Biles. So somebody's like a Simone Biles 
or they see uh a Naomi Osaka or Shakari Richardson, they're like, yo, like they see a lot of potential in this person and they gravitate towards them. And then they see this this little moment of weakness, which is to me it's not so much a moment of weakness. Okay, you're just being human. You know, they're like, Oh my god, like like we were rooting for you, and then this happens. You see what I mean? Like that's what yeah. I mean. that's what I mean by unrealistic sense of like, you know, just being Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Maybe I Jackie Robinson. What was the point that you were trying to make on that? No, I'm sorry. I... No, it was just it's the Jackie Robinson syndrome. It's like as our as our community, like when you're a prominent black figure, you're supposed like you said, you're supposed to have this perfect cookie cutter clean image of this is what blah, 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 black. You're the first black, whatever. To me, I call it the Jackie Robinson syndrome because you know I dealt with that in high school, being the only black kid playing lacrosse and good at what I did, it was all like, oh, well, he, like, you can't do this. Like, I, I couldn't party. I couldn't do certain things because I knew people would be like, oh, well, why is, you know, did it? so, and, you know, I quit because of it. Cause I didn't, I didn't want that pressure on me to be that, to be that person and to be that, because I knew I wasn't perfect. I was 16, 17. I was, I wasn't perfect. So to to have that, I I understand. I literally understand that because in the black community we're not perfect. You know, Shakari smokes some weed out of the way to cope with her how she does it. There's people I go to college with that do the same exact thing that she does, but now she's a villain for doing it because she's an Olympian and because she's really good at what she does. It doesn't matter. Like they're all human. So like you said, yeah, we do need to get rid of this. Jackie Robinson, you have to be this perfect image of whatever because you're a black you're a black athlete. No, we're black people with that are human. That's it. So well they should be treated as such. Exactly. They're human beings just like everybody else. I basically feel like the more the story is just like you know, just be your own role model. Like you yeah. know, do not put realistic expectations on people that you do not know. Because you don't know their struggles. And it's an unwanted pedestal. Like Shikari Richardson didn't ask. That's what I try to break down every day. Sure. Okay, white man. Liddell Liddell knows. uh, I I break down every fucking uh, black stereotype that comes across. Like I ain't trying to be nobody's spokesperson or nobody's prominent figure. Yeah, it does. Overcoming racial stereotypes part two for Tucker Talk. We do because. I mean, it's real because that stereotype for me it was, oh, you have to be this way. My coaches looked at me like this way. But when, when I played and I listened to a certain kind of music, and I had this certain demeanor about myself. This black, that, that black. It was because when you play something like lacrosse, it's really it was really a Native American sport, but it's really white, a, a wealthy and affluent white sport. And so when you play it, they don't they don't look at you and think that you're oh you're one of the good ones. But when my pregame is I'm in the weight room listening to Ice Cube. I'm listening to Future and I'm listening to like black music. That's when it's like, oh, well, I don't know if, you know, he can play. And when, when the kneeling happened and I knelt, they're like, we don't really want that business, you know, around with you. Do So it's like, I didn't want to be that perfect image for whoever, black or white. I was just like, this is, I'm a player. I'm good at what I do. And I'm not just a token. I'm, you know, I'm, I do what I do, so I was like, mm, I don't want that. So I get that that sense of not wanting to be that perfect role model because I wasn't. I was a 16, 17 year old kid. I didn't want that pressure. 
I could have got because the thing is the recruiters made it seem like that was my only way to go to college. I was like, bro, I got a 3.8 GPA. I don't need this to go to college. Oh, shit, young blood. I did it, and they made it seem like I needed that because I was a black kid who was good at sports, and they made it seem like I needed that to go somewhere. And I was like, I don't need this. I ended up going to HBCU, so I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need this. So it's like, no, I don't need this perfect image. So I definitely wholeheartedly understand like that, and it sucks. And as a community, we gotta stop doing that because we're all human beings at the end of the day, and we're gonna make mistakes, and we're not gonna be your role models. Like Liddell said, be your own role model. You know. I have role models, but don't take everything like that to heart because they're going to disappoint you because every human does. <laughs> We're all human. So it's like right. someone's going to disappoint you eventually if they're going to do something that you don't like eventually. So For sure. And that's also how cancel culture and all that stuff come about as well because we put all these unrealistic expectations on people. Yeah. <laughs> like that, they're perfect. And they're not. They're people. With problems and issues and insecurities and the only thing is they have a lot more followers than you. Or the only thing is they get paid to do something that you wish you could get. Yeah, that's the only difference. That that's how I look at it. The only way they're different because they get paid millions of dollars to do something that you wish you could do. That's literally it. Like and like Donovan said, only difference is that they have more followers. Like Noah said, only difference that they have more money. But at the end of the day, once it's all said and done, we're all going down the same dirt. So nobody <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, I like, a wooden box in the ground. So, oh, wow. Some some are going in the mausoleum. Some are going in the wooden box. Some are going in a nice casket. Others are going to be cremated. But I mean, I I got my request to have my ashes burned across the Midwest and Central Park. But what, what we could talk about that head another time. See, no, you guys This will conclude the episode of the Out of Bounds podcast. Yeah, yeah. Robin wants his ashes in Kentucky. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. So, no, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Anything that you got coming uh, up? The No Austin on everything. Um, right now, we try to get off the racks. We try to knock out some episodes. I'm gonna try to get back in the article game, brushing up on this. You know, the writing as I stem court stem forward to my senior year and graduating with journalism. So, we trying to get back into the to the, the heap of things right now. Um, so, yeah, that's really it. Off the racks, peep that coming soon. Articles coming soon. Photography, shit. that's it. The first episode of Off the Racks is actually filmed. It's just a matter of when we go put it out, but stay tuned for that. It's gonna yeah. be right here on the channel. Mr. Donnie, let them know where they can find you. I guess uh, you can follow me <laughs> down below. Um, just picked up my 35 millimeter camera for the first time in a couple of weeks, so trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get back into that, um, freshen up on the music business and stuff like that. Maybe become an agent, uh, probably not. But it, yeah, just working oh, man, out. Go, go for everything. Go for everything that you set your eyes on, man. Yeah, I'm trying to be uh, over here like Noel, reading a whole bunch of books on the music uh, business and stuff like that. It's really interesting. It really is. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's the music business is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Man, yeah. Yeah. As for me, you guys can find me at the Delta Fashion East on IG. Uh, also, you know, look out to follow us on True Urban Culture, our Instagram at True Urban Culture. 
you can hit me up there for anything in regards to like event coverages. Um, if you want us to do like video shoots, photo shoots, if you want like press like within like our website. By the way, our website will soon be at, be back fully up and running very soon. Also, be on lookout for information regarding to Tuck Fashion Week. We're gonna release that on the Truth and Culture IG page tomorrow morning. So you'll find out all the details as far as like the dates, you know, where it's gonna be, tickets, all that good shit. Designing that's gonna be on the lineup. We will be releasing all that information as the weeks come. Now, so next time, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Bounds. If you did, please be sure to hit that like button, the share button, the subscribe button. Also, leave your thoughts down in the comment section down below. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.